This episode of Bringing the Backups is brought to you by Stamps.net, the first online dating website for stamps. Just lick it. Oh, what is up? Welcome to Bringing the Backups. I'm your host, Eric Helwig. Is the music too loud? It could be. On the show today, I'm talking about quarterback Mike McMahon. And I'm not having a guest on the podcast. Whoo, third week in a row. How long is this going to go for? I don't know, until I figure out how to shoot two people in the place. I do have some shows coming up I want you to know about. Brea Improv on July 20th. Huh? That's a pretty nice club. Uh, Comedy Chateau in North Hollywood on July 23rd. That's a 10 p.m. show. And then I'm doing the DC Improv opening up for Liz Mealy. That's on July 27th. That's a great show. Again, back east at the DC Improv. Probably more shows to be added while I'm on my East Coast trip. It's mostly to see family, but those three shows, if you're in Orange County, check out the one at Brea. If you're in North Hollywood, you got the Chateau on the 23rd. And if you're in DC, which I know a lot of you are, check out the 27th. I am very excited to play the DC Improv. I've never been there before. Uh, the next two episodes after this podcast are going to be best of the pod. Why am I talking about what I'm going to do after the episode you're about to see? I don't know. But just a heads up. I'm taking a little break, but you're going to have content coming straight to you every two weeks, just like you always do on this podcast. And if you'd like to support the show, that would be great. Oh, how much I appreciate when you support the show. What can you do? You can go to ericheller.com where you can buy some merch. You can uh, follow the show on social media. You can follow me on social media or check out my bands in town so you can see uh, all my live shows when I come to your town. So many ways to support the show. All of them are at erichelwig.com, so please do check that out. Let's get the show started right now. I'm excited. We got some great stuff lined up. And by that, I mean I didn't plan anything. Here we go. Grab your gear and lace it up. Welcome into the show, everybody. Was that cool? Uh, For those of you watching the video, I left to go get a drink of water and I came back. I mean, mind-blowing stuff. How comfortable am I running the tech? (laughs) I think I'm getting more used to it. I mean, every week the show looks a little different. This week I didn't bother to try to dress up my my wall. But at some point, I don't know. I think what's going to happen is I'm going back to the East Coast for two, three weeks. We're still figuring it out. And then I think I'm going to, I don't know, I might just pay to go to a studio. Because I figure like, I don't know, this should be a a show where I'm like chilling on a couch, talking with the boys, you know, bathrobe, a jar, stuff hanging out. That's what I think this show should be. So I don't know, I might just, I mean, LA's got a million podcast studios now. That's like the only, there's only like two jobs in LA. You can be like... uh, LGBTQIA influencer, or you can run a podcast studio. That's my understanding. That's the only way anybody has a salary here in Los Angeles. So I might go ahead and just hop in and start paying for a studio space. So that's that's next. 
Uh, if you're not following me on social media at Eric Helg on Instagram, man, you're missing some sweet Instagram reels. Oh, that's been a lot of fun teaching myself how to do that. Shout out to Brad Stoll, who wouldn't shut the fuck up about me doing that for the first time. But it's happening now. Follow me at Eric Helwig. You're going to catch some uh, some great Instagram reels. And, of course, support this show. You know how to do all that crap. I'm not going to get into it. How was my week? We're going to be talking about quarterback Mike McMahon, Rutgers star. I've got his uh, bona fides uh, lined up here in the computer. And, boy, oh, boy, he existed in the NFL. We'll talk about it. I did find a very interesting clip of Mike McMahon, though. So we will get to that, but... Oh, what can I, uh, what can I update you guys on? Geez, it's been kind of a, not gonna lie, it's been kind of a shitty two weeks. The uh, the old doggo, Gordo, you guys know him. He's alive. He lives, but he's got like a thing on his back. We got to get take him in for surgery to get it removed. You know, we don't know what the how bad it's gonna be. Blah, 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 trying to stay positive. All that will be determined this week, and uh, you know, next week if the intro to the show is me with uh, you know tears in my eyes, you'll know. The, the Reaper has visited, but that's not what's going to happen. I think he's fine, uh, but we, he's got to have surgery. So we've just been like kind of organizing that. And I'm, you know, I'm like, could I love a kid as much as my dog? I don't know. That's been what I've been wondering the whole, that's what I've been wondering the whole uh, last couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, so that's, that's, it's, it's weird because we got travel coming up. We got the dog. So it's just been a lot of that stuff. So. A lot of the comedy stuff is taking a backseat. Oh, I got something to tell you about, though. I uh, got my wife to watch The Wire. That's that's great. I'm really excited about that. I mean, every dude who's in a relationship for longer than six months has to have that conversation where you're like, it's not a cop show. I've tried to get her to watch The Wire like four times. We just end up getting halfway through the pilot, and she's staring at me angrily. I'm like, all right, I can't. But here's what I did. And I, I, I'm going to, this is to all of you. This is how you get it done. I got her to start watching the fourth season because it's got kids in it. She's, she's helpless against it. And then we're watching and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot this is the most depressing season of TV ever. But still, good. She's into the wire. I mean, th- that's it. Like now, now I feel like when I'm talking with her, I can finally reference like trying to get out of the game and she'll understand what I mean, you know? I think it's, it's you stay with somebody so long. It's like eventually she's going to watch The Wire and eventually I'm going to know the names of all the ladies on the U.S. Olympic gymnastics team. Like you just, you think you draw a line in the sand in a relationship and a decade in you're like, I'll just do whatever. Whatever you say, I say, I'll, I'll do you can't, you can't fight it anymore. It's the inertia of a relationship. She was going to eventually watch a full season of The Wire. Look, if we stay together for 50 years, she's going to get through all five seasons. Even the fifth season. Even the biting homeless people weird turn it took. Spoiler alert. So, yeah, I mean, that's been huge. We only got through one episode, but she's like, I liked it. And I'm like, I can't believe it. Whenever I get sad about characters in The Wire, I just go watch them in their other stuff. You know, and I'm like, oh, see, they're 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 alive. Duquan made it in the form of other TV shows, guest appearances. Some of them, I mean, obviously Michael B. Jordan, he you know he blew the hell up. And then other ones of them, you know, their profile picture is their character from The Wire 15 years ago. <laughs> so, you know, not everybody's crushing it. Some people just like hung out in Baltimore afterwards. So it's a great show. Uh, 
Omar didn't show up in the first episode. That's my favorite character. She hasn't even met him. Oh, can you guys see this cut on my head? Is that showing up on camera? Can you see this? Can you see that? I feel like I kind of look like Omar a little bit, you know? Like if it just extended a little bit further, it was way more horrifying than, you know, that would be me. Dog. Dog going in for surgery. You know what we had to do? We had to get the dog to, like, trick him. We had to trick the dog to go into the vet because Gordon's a sweetheart, but he does, He must have had a bad experience in the vet because he loses his mind. He becomes Cujo once the vet pulls out a needle. I mean, he's, like, he's jumping all over him. He's trying. He's got a, you know, the whatever, the um, muzzle on. But he's going for the neck. Like, he, his animal instinct takes over when he thinks he's about to be hurt. It's good to know, like, if the Golden State Killer 2 comes in the house, Gordon will rip their fucking dick off. But, I mean, my God, he, him at the vet, we had to, like, take him in multiple times to try to get him sedated to the right level. They, like, they gave him medicine. And they're like, okay, bring him back tomorrow. Give him this medicine. Once at night, once in the morning, that's going to be enough. That's probably more than enough for a dog his size. We bring him in. He's a maniac. They're like, okay, double the medicine. Bring him back again. Two days later, he's just, he's drowsy, drowsy walking in, tries to kill the vet. They're like, okay, uh, give him the medicine. Give him three Benadryl on top of the doubled medicine. Then give him some gabapentin. Then... You hit him with an anvil. Then when he comes in, we're going to chloroform him. Like they had to do all this stuff just to get him drowsy enough to stick him with a needle to then sedate him on top of that. I mean, my dog, he was like, he was out of it for the next four days. I mean, my God, the con I mean, uh, it was, uh, it was horrifying. We basically had to like roofie my dog to get the vet to just take his blood and check out this stupid lump on his back. But anyway, point is, Gordo, you know, he's he's set. He's course set for correction. He's going to have probably like a, a little weird hole in his back. That'll be cool. Whatever. We'll just say that it's it's a battle scar. I mean, he's from the streets. We can just say he caught one. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll make up a cool lie. But yeah, man, taking care of the dog... Then we got to head back east. It's been, I mean, it's its just been, I, I, I will say this. I did have some cool stuff happen. I got to play uh, at the Improv here in Hollywood. That's like a big club. That was my first time. I actually got paid at the Improv, and I saved the, um, I saved the money, like the little, look at this. Here it is. Got it right here on my desk. This is the $10 I got paid at the improv. And I'm thinking I want to do something cool with, like, maybe I'll, like, put it up and be, like, the first time I got paid at one of the big clubs in Hollywood, I'll, you know, do a thing. Or, uh, or I'll just quit comedy in two years and buy condoms with it. I mean, who gives a shit at this point? <laughs> it's, uh, does everything need to be sentimental? Can I just have $10? I mean, who gives a, who gives a crap? Uh, anyway, so, yeah, that's, that, it was, you know, a mix of good and bad stuff. Um... But yeah, let's get into the power rankings. I actually did a power rankings for this week that I'm excited about. I think this is the right cue. Let's let's see if this plays the right thing. This episode. Nope. Is this it? Power rankings. Let's do that one more time so it has more impact. Power rankings. All right, I did want to power rank something on this show. Then we're getting into Mike McMahon. 
Scarlet Knight for life. But our power rankings first. We're going to be doing the top 10 rivalries in the NFL. Whoa! And I want you to know, I, you know, I'm obviously an Eagles fan. You guys know this. But I'm not a biased dude. All right? I'm not just going to sit here and say shit for my team. So I'm going to go, um, I'm going to just go 10 to 1. Is that cool? Let's do it right now. Number 10. I'm going Pat's Colts. I love me those old school Peyton Manning, Tom Brady games in like the er, the the mid to late aughts to the tens, whatever. I don't know how to say that now, but those were great games. I don't know, and I, I, I'm sure Brady had the advantage in those games, but I feel like Peyton won enough in the playoffs to like kind of like. It was okay at the end. And he, he didn't play enough with the Broncos, and he was, at that point, he was like, next steroid, my wife cheated, Peyton. So that's, like, not the same. Not his wife cheated on him. Didn't his wife, like, get the steroids for him? Something like that. His wife was involved with the steroids. I don't know how. Peyton Manning took steroids, which, uh, again, who cares? I found myself watching a lot of Barry Bonds videos this week. I don't know why I was doing that. I was like, did he ever admit it? And then I saw a video of him as a hitting coach for the Marlins, and he was such a snobby bastard. And I was like, man, they must have hated playing for him. And I looked it up, and they fired him, like, with less than a C. <laughs> Barry Bonds is – he is not a likable guy. He's an asshole. Even, like, he's, like, old now and calmed down, and his steroids have, like, receded back. And he's still, like, arrogant as shit. But I don't know. I did watch a lot of Barry. Why was I talking about Barry? I don't know why. Oh, Peyton Manning, next steroids. That's what it was. Pat's Colts, number 10. Number nine. I'm going with a newer rivalry, Steelers-Ravens. Is that not a great rivalry? Those teams hate each other. They're evenly matched. They play a simple style of football. A ground and pound type team. Both of them. You've had, you've had great head coaches at both teams for a long time now, so there's a history. They know each other. It's a chess match. I love those games. I don't know who the Steelers are going to have a quarterback this year, man. I mean, uh, I don't know. Do you think Pickett wins it out? I mean, he's from Pittsburgh. Uh, he's going to be the guy that the fans want, but, yeah, I feel like maybe Mason Rudolph gets the – Maybe it's like it, it goes uh, Trubisky, Rudolph, Pickett to start. If Trubisky doesn't get injured, I think what will happen is week three or four, Pickett will jump Mason Rudolph. So Mason Rudolph's only chance is if, if Trubisky gets hurt like right away. But we'll see. I bet all three of them play. Ravens will win those this year, but that's a great rivalry. Let's go number eight right now. We're going NFC East, but not my boys. Giants-Washington. I got to say Washington because you can't say Washington Redskins, you know, like the old the sports reporters when I was a kid used to come on. Not the sports reporters. It was like the sports machine. That's what it was. Yeah. Giant, yeah, I'd say Giants Washington back in the day, especially the 90s. They were meeting in the playoffs. There was a lot of, there was a lot of like implications in that game. NFC East, it's uh, the best rivalries are in the NFC East. You guys all know it. NFC East, NFC North, I'd say, are the ones that have the best, you know, the most history to them. Number seven, 
I went Vikings Packers here. I don't know. I just remember that. You remember that game where Chris Carter caught the pass like that, like balanced on his taint for five seconds and kicked up. And I don't know. I just something about like any long term rivalry that has to come into Lambeau that isn't the Lions. I think belongs on the list. And I and by the way, this would be so much higher if the Vikings played cold weather, like in the old days. I mean, they would really be. They would that would it would up. The prestige, I would say, of the uh, of the rivalry. So that's a good one. Really rocketing through this power list, aren't we? Number six, Cowboys 49ers. Come on. Come on. You had the, these were the battles, okay? You had Aikman and Young. They didn't play that often in the 90s, but when they did, oh, my God, John Madden was just like a really hard sexually, if you know what I'm saying. Pat Summerall had to talk him down during the commercial breaks. I mean, that was that was football. That was some good old-fashioned football. And again, I hate the Cowboys. And I don't like that they're on this list more than once. But well, I mean, what can you say? It was a it was a great it was a great rivalry. There's no pretending that it's not. Now we go to number five. I think I got this in the right spot. Chiefs Raiders. Got to get somebody on the West Coast here. I mean, again, what are the Raiders doing in Las Vegas? I mean, come on, man. Come on. You're Oakland. Give the Raiders some. Give the Raiders an expansion team and bring your boys back to Oakland. Playing in that stadium where, like, you know, the, the opposing team has to walk through poop in their locker room. That's, that's an advantage. Man, you're playing in a dump. That's what I would do. If I, if I, if I owned a team... I would play in a place like the Oakland Coliseum, I, but I would I would fix up the home side, and I would like the visitor side just be horrible. I mean, is that why would you not? I'd just have homeless people in there. <laughs> I, I I would really I would really mess with them. I'd be like playing like Halloween music all the time. Not even like scary, just annoying. It was a monster, man. Like, shit like that. Like, just, just like stuff where you're like, ugh, get me out of here. Just un- get them annoyed. That, that's what you do. Isn't that all, all, all baseball? I know we're talking about football, but let's just go to baseball for a second because the A's play there too. The whole game of baseball is like, annoy the other guy. That's all you're doing. I'll sneak off first base. I'll annoy the pitcher. I'll step out of the plate. I'll annoy the, annoy the pitcher. You're just like, it's just like two dudes poking each other. And the games last eight hours. It's it's the craziest sport. It's it really is. I love baseball. It is barely a sport. Yeah, but I think the Raiders need to go back to Oakland, back to the same stadium, sign a 90-year lease, and just play until fans die in the stadium from a collapse. That's what I that's what I would do if I was an owner. And I would say that that's in the plan. All right, now we go to number four. Packers, Bears. Packers, Bears is a good one. I read something about like the Chicago is going to put a dome over the Soldier Field. Maybe they're going to put it there so like they can have like events in Soldier Field. I was actually talking with a comic from Chicago, and he was saying. 
that it's so crazy, like the wind gets so crazy in Chicago, it'll blow your jacket off of you. Like you'll lose, jackets will just go flying into the air like a cow in the movie Twister. And you're like, okay, I mean, I guess if that, I guess if it's like that, like maybe they'd want to put a cover over Soldier Field. If they were doing it so they could have like other things at the field, that would be cool. Like they could have concerts and stuff where, you know, Justin Bieber's not baby, baby, and then just gets kicked 80 yards into the air. <laughs> I mean, that actually sounds pretty fucking cool, too. I would be all right with that as well. Um, but only if he's okay, because jokes are real. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why Justin Bieber came to my head. Any pop star. This is where I date myself, where I'm like, you know, the hot pop stars of the day, like uh, Shakira. Or um, Aaliyah. Like, I still think Aaliyah's alive. Like, that's how dated my references are, is I don't realize that Aaliyah <laughs> died in a plane crash 21 years ago. And for somebody whose only credit is MTV, I should really know a little bit more about music, right? All right, now we're to, now we're to the top three. And again, these are uh, objective. I'd say Eagles, Giants, Eagles... Washington Eagles Cowboy. <laughs> All Eagles, baby. That's the rivalry against the birds. Oh! Love me some birds, man. I'm getting up. I'm getting up for the season. I'm excited. You know, I think the Eagles made some nice additions. I think Hurts, I think Hurts has got it. You know, he's the he's the son. His his dad was a football coach. That means something. He got benched in college. That means something. Man, I really do wish the Eagles had a game against the Dolphins so it could be Hurts and Tua. Like, that would be, I mean, I want to see that. Who doesn't, who doesn't want to see that? The guy that replaced you in college made you go to another college and you get to play him at the next level? I mean, that would be sick. I don't think Tua's going to last as a starter long enough for it to happen. I mean, shit, Hurts might not either, but I think the Eagles are going to be sick this year. I think they're, uh, they're the top three power-ranking rivals in the country. And they've earned it. Power rankings. Oh, right. We're only 22 minutes into the pod. Can you believe this? Dude, does my energy seem low today? I, don't, I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine. I don't know. It's a little late. I'm shooting it a little late. I've got to edit this whole thing after I shoot it. It's like 9 o'clock now. I like to put these things out at 2 a.m. So i got five hours. I'm sure, I'm sure if I eventually hire somebody... Which I'm gonna. Someone's getting hired here. I mean, I don't. I don't have money to do it, but it's got to happen. It'll. It'll be quicker to edit these things. But right now, I'm like, uh, yes, move it. Oh, like I, I have to Google what I'm doing every five seconds to get to get like this thing out. I'm telling you, man, the work I'm doing on the Instagram reels. It's. It's been. I hope you guys are watching those things at Eric Hellwig on Instagram and then on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Eric Hellwig. I'm putting them up as those shorts, but you guys got to watch them. So that's been like eight hours on them to make these stupid 90 second videos. Cause I guess that's, I guess that's what the business is now. It's uh, burning your jokes on social media, but that's fine. I'm trying to burn them on like, you know, crowd work and stuff. But you know, the problem is my crowd work's not that good. <laughs> That's not true. I'm I'm a very good comedian. Uh, all right, let's do. Uh, let's get into Mike McMahon. 
Huh? You guys remember that guy? Now, I always had a little bit of a sore feeling towards Mike McMahon because he superseded Coy Detmer on the Eagles roster in 2005. We will get to those games. But even with that, I just have to admit, he was a fun quarterback to watch. So let's get into it. First, we go to Rutgers, 97, 98, 99, 2000. Four-year starter, Mike McMahon. And his numbers, get ready for this, sit your ass down. Completion percentage in college, 49.5%. Not very good. But I will say, I looked up some highlights of him at Rutgers. They played Tech close. I don't know if they ended up winning that game against Tech. But they had some sick helmets back then. The Rutgers, is a, their uniforms are so boring. But their old uniforms, the helmet said Rutgers, and then the T was a sword, like in the sheath of the name. And I was like, bring that back. Bring that back. That looks amazing. It kind of looked like the, the team at the end of any given Sunday. Uh, you know that uh, movie? The, the Pacino movie where he's got the speech where he's like, it's the six inches in front of your face. Like that movie. The team they play at the end, they're the Knights, and they have like a sword as part of their logo. That's what the old Rutgers uniforms look like, but they were um, they were black and, and red. Was my Pacino, how was my Pacino just there? Was it all right? I don't know. I don't really do a Pacino. I can't think of any like lines he has in a movie. Who, who, am I an owl to you? That's my... But, you know, I've got, like, two impressions. I can do a pretty, a decent Nicholson. I think I can do a decent Nicholson. I could go, like, uh, the camera's a little bright. I think that's all right. I think that's okay. How's my impression for you? Is it good? I think I can do an okay Nicholson. And I do uh, an okay Ben Shapiro. Here's the podcast. We have to do it. We have to do it now. Judeo-Christian podcast. <laughs> okay, podcast. This is podcasting. This is the podcast. That's my, I, I feel like it's coming along. Those are my two. I've never thought of having an impression until I was like jokingly saying though uh, with a friend I did a Nicholson and he was like, oh, hey, that's not too bad. I'd watch a few good men a lot. And I'm horrified that I'm watching more Ben Shapiro. I got to stop that. That's not, come on. I, I have to fight it. Here's the thing. I'm about, I, I haven't gone home long enough. Whenever I go home, all my friends, my dad, they're all right-wing loonies, and I get to be Libby, 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 liberal guy. And that's always a great reset for me to remind me that I am still that. But, you know. I've said it on the podcast before. I come out here and it's, you know, I'm having a conversation with my wife's non-binary improv teacher and I'm like, oh, am I like fucking Reagan? <laughs> what? I thought I was, <laughs> thought I was liberal. I guess I, uh, if I'm not like a, <laughs> like a trans communist or something, I don't know. I just don't know. I got to go back East. I got to go not be, I got to be, stop being the most conservative person in the room. So I'm going to get that for about three weeks. I'm looking forward to that. What the fuck was I talking about? Why was it Mike McMahon? Rutgers, completion percentage. I don't remember. Anyway, let's just get back to Mike McMahon. I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was doing impressions. But why would I have been doing impressions? Do impressions? Pacino. Oh, any given Sunday, the Rutgers thing. Got it. That's what I was. Rutgers, cool uniform. 
I found my way back. <laughs> I'm here. All right. Uh, so he gets drafted into the NFL. I got it right here out of the fifth round. I don't know how. His stats in college are horrible. Look at this. He completes 49.5% of his passes. He's got 41 touchdowns and 52 picks in four seasons as a starter at Rutgers. That's not good. Not good. But Rutgers probably sucked. But he still gets drafted because he did have a lot of talent. Like, he had a decent arm, and he could really, he could move. He could he could get around there. So the Lions take him, and in the 2001 season, he's the, uh, he's the backup behind Charlie Batch and Ty Detmer. And then, uh, you know, something bad happens, um, uh, 9-11. <laughs> Never forget. Also, Charlie Batch gets injured on December 2nd. And then McMahon comes in, and that's like his first action, basically. He gets a win. The team had gone win. They were like 0-12, and McMahon got their first win against the Vikings. That's what I remember from my little bit of research. And then I found a great video. I found a great YouTube video of Mel Kuyper and Jimmy Johnson and other NFL draft experts in 2001 debating whether the Lions should draft Joey Harrington or keep Mike McMahon. And guess what they're all saying? Mike McMahon showed a lot of promise, but Joey Harrington's a can't miss. They're all fucking wrong. It's like whenever you watch those draft things, it's like everybody's just completely full of shit. Nobody really knows how someone's going to turn out. There's so many factors beyond just what somebody did in college. But they're literally in the... Like, it's like a six-minute clip. You just go, the, just type into YouTube, Lions draft Joey Harrington. You'll see the lead-up to it. They spend the whole time talking about Mike McMahon. I'm not kidding. They're like, I really think it really comes down more to Mike McMahon than Joey Harrington. They say that. This dude completed less than 50% of his passes. He went one and two as a starter his rookie year. Completed less than 50% of his passes in college. And they're like, maybe he's the future. They're doing the same shit I do on this podcast, which is just going like, I like that guy. McMahon's a cool name. I like the small C and the big H. Yeah, he could be the guy. It's all just fucking feelings, right? Am I wrong? Who am I talking to? I need to get a co-host. It's, this is getting awkward. So anyway... They draft uh, Harrington, and McMahon gets, like, a little bit of playing time after that. Like, I, I looked up his stats here. Let's see. Let's see what, what this motherfucker gets. Yeah, in 2002, he starts four games and goes 0-4. And that's so good. But uh, then he doesn't play at all in 2003-2004. He plays a little bit, but, like, he doesn't get any starts. You know, those are the, those are the Harrington years. And, by the way, we did a Harrington podcast on this, a Harrington episode, I should say, in this podcast. I, I still, to this day, say Harrington was not given, he was given a fair shot, but, like, it wasn't a real shot. It was a Detroit shot when the team was a nightmare. That's when they drafted, like, 30 receivers in a row, and none of them panned out. Literally none of them. I mean, who was good out of those receivers? They had Charles Rogers. He's no good. Not as a person, as a man, I'm sure he's he's an amazing man. But as a player, dog shit. And then uh, they was it Roy Williams? Roy Williams? Roy Rogers? It wasn't Roy Rogers. Maybe it was Roy Rogers. 
That would that, that they maybe they drafted the hamburger guy. Yeah, I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised. They were terrible. I did see Mike McPan completing passes to some old familiar names. Johnny Morton, number eighty seven. Corey Schlesinger, you remember that fullback? Well, where did the fullback go? Find me a fullback. Don't get me started talking about Army football. I mean, that, that was the Christian Faria, the big tight end. Big, burly tight end. I love those big tight ends. Byron Chamberlain, rumbling down the field for his 12 career catches. Those are my guys. I like the big guys. Mark Chamora, Chad Lewis. I can't think of anybody else, but you, you, you know, you've got every team has a guy, a slow, doofy, brick shit house of a guy, six foot seven, two sixty, can only run in a straight line, tight end. Those are my guys. Love those guys. So yeah, I, I, I mean, look, I, I watched the Mike McMahon highlight reel. It's, it's got a lot of lion stuff, a little bit from his seven games in Philly in two thousand five which we'll get to. But he was, uh, he could move. He had happy feet in the pocket, I noticed. He's like, he's tapping. He's like, he's a little nervous. He looks kind of like a baby deer. You know, like baby deer, like where their legs are like further out than they need to be. Like Mike McMahon's like a tall dude. I think he's tall. Let's see how tall he is. I'm going to guess he's 6'2". 6'2". Hey, I didn't, I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat. But, like, when you look at him in the pocket, he looks like Doug Flutie because he's, like, <laughs> like doesn't know how to walk. He's just, uh, he's just, he's not very good. He went to Rutgers. Um, but whatever, man. Fuck it. Who am I to say anything? Uh, he's out of there after 2004. Hit the bricks. Signs a two-year contract with the Eagles. Reunited with Lions, former Lions head coach Marty Morning, Morningweg. Oh, that guy hated that guy. I did not like that guy. Stupid name. Uh, yeah, 2005 season. Oh, I didn't know this. On December 24, 2005, he became the first Eagles quarterback to rush for two touchdowns in a single game since Randall Cunningham in 1992. That seems like an easy record to break. I mean, anybody could break that record. You just you get a couple quarterback sneaks. And then his quarterback rating was 55.2 for the season. He got released... On March 20th, 2006, three days after the team signed Jeff Garcia. You want to see another great video. You go on YouTube and you do Jeff Garcia, baby. He's our baby, baby. Jeff Garcia, baby. That'll take you where you need to go. You're welcome. Goes to the Minnesota Vikings, 34 minutes into the podcast. Killing time, moving it, moving it, moving it. Maybe we get to 40 minutes on this episode. Minnesota Vikings, two-year contract, March 23rd, 2006. Reunites him with Brad Childress, who was the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. Yet McMahon lost the training camp battle for third string to fellow quarterbacks Tavares Jackson and Brooks Bollinger. I could beat out Brooks Bollinger. He was cut on September 2nd, 2006. After posting a 23.7 passer rating in the preseason, second worst rating in the league. Oh, Michael. Goes to the CFL, plays in Toronto. Third string quarterback in Toronto. I remember we talked uh, to Jabron Hamden about this on the podcast. The adjustment's hard. 
When you go straight into the CFL as an NFL quarterback, you need time to adjust because there's an extra player on the field that messes with your timing. It can be dangerous. And a lot of guys got really jacked up playing in the CFL after they went to uh, after they went to the NFL. So anyway, does he play on the Toronto Argonauts? I didn't read this far on the Wikipedia page. He did. Michael Bishop got injured. Michael Bishop was great. Apparently, he's like a CFL legend, I think. I think. Maybe I'm thinking of a different guy. His tennis starter, yeah, he only started two games because he wasn't very good. Gets traded to the Alouettes. Nothing happens. And then later in his career, he plays on the California Redwoods of the United Football League. That's an interesting thing. Look at that. Now they're the uh, they were the Sacramento Mountain Lions. That's so funny. I never heard of them before. Guess the UFL didn't last. That's fine. And then we also had the Virginia Destroyers were part of a team in Virginia Beach. They played in the UFL for the 2011 season. They only had one. They only had one game. I remember one time when I was a kid, I went to a Washington Warthogs indoor soccer game in DC, and I was like, "Whoa, where do I find Warthog stats?" If you Google Washington Warthogs, nothing pops up. And if you try to get too creative with Warthogs, you're going to see some sexual stuff. Like it's just you can't find anything. It's like it didn't exist. It's like I basically like went to go see like a old man's rec soccer game played on like a field hockey stadium with hockey walls. That's what it was. It was weird. But it was fun. I remember having a really good time. Indoor soccer. I didn't even know. uh, Do they still have indoor soccer? What's the point of indoor soccer? Why wouldn't you play it outdoors? There's got to be a reason to move it in. Why are we moving it in? More outdoor stuff. You remember the, the hockey games they do where the hockey teams play outdoors? That's fucking cool, dude. The Winter Classic. Can't we just do that with all the teams? Move all the hockey teams north of the Mason-Dixon line. I've, if I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. The fucking Capitals, the Washington Capitals should be the southernmost team in, in hockey. And why doesn't Alaska have a team? Someone give Alaska a team. Wouldn't that be better? Can we take Arizona and put them in Alaska? How far is Alaska from the rest of Canada and the U? Pretty far. I think it's further than Hawaii. We should give Hawaii a team. Hawaii should be the southern. <laughs> oh, Hawaii. I love Hawaii. They they got a their football team's got to get it together. Timmy Chang, you got this, buddy. All right, let's finish up this Mike McMahon horseshit. On March twenty eighth, two thousand thirteen, McMahon signed with the Swedish team, the Uppsala eighty sixers. Eighty sixers. 86, like in a re- like 86 something in a restaurant? Like you end something? Just call them the murderers. I mean, at that point, just call yourself the 69ers and have a fucking good time, man. You only live once. I mean, who gives a fuck what the Swedish Uppsala 86ers do? Why wouldn't you be the 6 i I'm mad they're not the 69ers at that point. Fucking nut up. And get your face in some nuts, 69ers. What's the point? What's the point of having a team? I mean, at that, I don't know, man. Like, I was watching a video of this minor league baseball team where they, like, they shoot hot dogs into the other players' assholes. And they're just, they play this crazy version of baseball. It has to end at two hours. There's, like, like the uh, there's no, uh, you can't, there's no pitcher to the mound breaks. 
it's just crazy. It's like it's like a fast paced game. It's some minor league uh, stadium, and you're watching. And you're like, yeah, what well, more of that? More like you gotta do something to stand out. You know, I mean, I used to get all like, I mean, now like that's what I'm doing with these stupid Instagram reels. I'm probably late to the party on it, but like, you just see people. Like, I mean, in L.A., it's like you know, it'll just be like some lady with her boobs out like being like support ukraine and you're like what is this but then you're like oh it's getting tons of followers like that's what everybody's just trying this business is impossible and people are doing whatever they can do to get ahead and i used to look back and be like look at these fucking assholes just playing the game and now i'm like can i get in the game please can i if i get a six pack can i sell my farts as nfts or something like i need a game <laughs> can i what's my game i picked backup quarterbacks anyway Mike McMahon, we're almost there. June 1st, if I do this, does it cover my face? This is bad, bad podcasting. On June 1st, 2013, in the season opener against the Karlstad Crusaders, McMahon sustained injuries to several ligaments of his knee and was later rolled out for the season, having taken only two snaps for his new team, the Karlstad Crusaders. Man, when you... When you hover over Karlstad Crusaders on Wikipedia, it doesn't even have a, it doesn't even exist on Wikipedia. What the why why? Somebody from Karlstad Crusaders history create a wiki. Did you have anything recording that you were there? Could I have played on the Karlstad Crusaders with Mike McMahon? My podcast has as much Wikipedia presence as the Karlstad Crusaders. Anyway, that's the end of Mike McMahon. That's not the end of him. He he lives, I'm sure. Does he live? Let's see if he's alive. Quick Google search, Mike McMahon. Alive. He looks like he's good. He has a Twitter page. I didn't really check up on what he's doing in his life since he was, uh, I mean, he's a good looking dude. I mean, he's got good hair. He's like, he's probably like in his forties now. Good looking guy. He's got a little cross, former NFL QB coach, broadcaster, Friday night rivals, Fox 53, 22, the point. And then the last time he tweeted, that's just some photos of kids playing football. Yeah, I guess that's it. Look, he's, he's posting Lions stuff and Rutgers stuff. Still a Rutgers guy at heart. Good for him, man. Hopefully, Shiano keeps chopping that wood and bringing it back. And then he's got an Instagram page, too. So I feel like the Instagram feels a little... Something about Twitter, I always feel like I'm getting like preached to or I'm going to buy some... I'm going to like join a cult. But Instagram is just like nice little photos. Yeah, look at this. Oh man, yeah, he, yeah, he's. On, yeah, I'm gonna give Mike McMahon a follow. I might get Mike McMahon on the podcast. He's only got 695 followers. That means I could get him. <laughs> Anybody under a thousand, I feel like is gettable. You know, did I trash him too hard on the pod? I don't think I did. I think I, I think I could get him. He's got some. I, I love those Lions uniforms, man. They got to go back to what they're wearing in the '90s. The blue with the with the silver helmet and the blue line on it. It looks badass. Who? What do we got to do to get... We got we got to get the Lions into the playoffs. We got to do it. 
somebody. Rodgers will be gone in a couple years. The Bears suck. And the Vikings suck. I, they just need Rodgers gone. They could get what? They can't beat Kurt Cousins? All right, these are nice photos of Mike McMahon. All right, Friday Night Rivals. What is that? I guess he's a broadcaster or something. Here's the thing. I had Joe Barksdale on the podcast for the live pod we did in uh, Vail. And we were talking about... um, We were talking about, like, doing comedy festivals, and I was like... I said something, like, to the effect of, yeah, man, you know, it's... um, It can be a little hard. You know, these festivals get pretty expensive. And he just goes, yeah, man, that's not really an issue for me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. You made $20 million playing in the NFL for... We can. I can Google how much money you made. And the truth is, I could probably Google how much money Mike McMahon made. I mean, we'll see. He was a third stringer, but he signed a contract with Philly. He signed a contract with the Vikings. Let's look up Mike McMahon NFL earnings. Does it pop up? Before I look at it, I'm going to guess that it's $7 million. That's my guess. Here we go. Moment of truth. What do we got? It doesn't say. <laughs> oh, wait. Mike McMahon. Uh, it doesn't say. What This website sucks. Is there a website where you can just look up how much money people have? They. I hope they don't have that website for me. Because they're going to be like, $48? I mean, here's 10 of them right here. <laughs> and he's going to frame. I can't afford to frame $10. The frame alone would cost another like 40 bucks. That's $50. That's more than my life savings right now. All right. If you guys want to give me some more life savings, all you have to do is go to erichelwig.com and, uh, you know, buy my T-shirts for this podcast. I made T-shirts and, and coffee mugs. But, guys, with that, look, at that, I think we're going to wrap it up. This is the podcast. So I want to say this, too. So for the next two weeks, because I'm – or the next three weeks, I'm traveling. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a couple best-of podcasts. Because at this point, I've got, like, 45 episodes. I've probably got close to 90 hours of material and, like, interviews and having people on the show. And I've never done a best-of before. I'm going to be on the road traveling, seeing family I haven't seen for, you know, in some cases like over two years just because of schedules and everything. So it's going to be hard to do the podcast on the road. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut some best of for you and I'm going to release those the next two weeks. So still hang out. I'll probably still have something that I record like this up top so you can connect and make eye contact with me for those of you that need that. Um, But then it'll just be... It'll just be some best of stuff, and I hope you enjoy that because it'll be fun for me because I've never really, I have not gone back and listened to old episodes. I never do that, so that's going to be like a fun kind of project for me this week to put that together for you, so definitely hang out for the next two episodes, and by that time, by when we come back, I mean, geez, it's going to be, this drops on the 19th. Let's just, let's just do the math. 19th, 26th, first best of comes out August 2nd. Second best stuff comes out on August 16th. Then my first live episode back. Oh, hell yeah. August 30th, 
Fucking football's back, baby. College football's back the weekend before. And then the NFL starts that weekend. Dude, fuck yeah. So basically, this is your episode leading into college and the NFL. Hell yes, dude. Finally. Finally. I cannot watch any more YouTube clips of Star Wars. That's, I've been watching a lot of Star Wars clips. I don't even like Star Wars. It's just, what else is there to watch in the universe that I haven't already sat through through the pandemic, there's no, I have nothing, my, my YouTube algorithm is just like, fucking, here's a homeless guy stabbing a homeless guy, just take it, and I'm like, okay, great, I'll watch that for the next two weeks, I've, I don't care what Darth Vader did between Return of the Jedi and The Last Emperor, whatever the fucking nerdy names are for that show, I don't care, but I've watched no less than 10 hours of comic book nerds talking about it, because there's nothing else to watch because football has been gone for so long. But it's back now. <laughs> I'm so excited it's coming back. So I guess, yeah, the next time, the next time we talk. And that's not true because, like I said, I will talk to you. But I'm going to record shit this week. The next time I do a live episode that you're watching or that you're listening to, we're going to be in the midst of football season. It's going to be great. Thank you guys for hanging out on the show. I will see you in two weeks. Hang out for those best of. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Kill Whitey! That's not the right thing to hit either here. Is this how, is this the end of the show? Can't do it. Nope. I think this is the end of the show. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to appear on Bringing the Backups, call in to 323-716-6072 and ask me anything. To help us grow, you can rate and review the pod on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, or subscribe and leave me a comment on YouTube. If you'd like to see me perform, go to erichelwig.com where you can hop on my newsletter and follow my bands in town, which will let you know when I'm performing near you. You can also check out my merch store and follow me on social media. Lastly, the best thing you can do for the show is tell your friends. Word of mouth is free and greatly appreciated. Thanks for your support, and I'll see you on the next episode.